namaste, my fellow Marvelous nerds. This is the Marvel Mythos Podcast, Spider-Man Episode 1. Today we're going to be talking about Amazing Spider-Man 348 to 352. My name is Brian Barley. I am your host, and I'm joined by a couple of friends of mine, Liz Sparks. Hey. And David Embry. Yo. Uh, we've got uh, three, basically three little mini stories to talk about, so we're going to jump right in. Uh, there was a Sandman story that we started with. What were your guys' overall impressions of the Sandman story in 348, Liz? I liked it a lot. I liked the parallels between Peter and the Sandman. Dave? <laughs> I thought it was pretty pretty good. I mean, uh, it was pretty funny that they kept bringing up their reserve Avengers. Like, yeah. I'm just a reserve Avenger, man. What can I do to, you know, be a part of the team? Did, and- you, did you know Sandman was a reserve Avenger? Because I did not. I knew he was like, he's he's got his his issues he's not like you know the rest of his villains or anything like that but i did not know that he was a reserve avenger it just kind of kind of seemed like out there to me when i first read it i was like oh snap but also i feel like he had the the same feeling i did where he was like i'm sort of new with this thing like you know when they were like oh you know somebody's like somebody needs help and he's like oh yeah sorry kind of new with this yeah he was what, just gonna walk away at one point wasn't he when they brought it up to him well he was just kind of like oh yeah yeah, I do that now, don't I? Yeah, yeah. I, sh- yeah. I should go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I should go. <laughs> so when did he become a good guy? Do you all know? I mean, I don't know if he was well, he's necessarily still a, a good guy, but I mean, he's always just kind of been on the edge. He's got to do stuff for his family, yada, 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 but he's not like, I don't know. He's not a Cletus Cassidy or anything like that. That's carnage for those of you who don't know. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't sure if you picked up on that one. Yeah. Uh, so it was relatively recent to the Reserve Avenger thing. I think mm-hmm. it was like this, the Avenger story before that, wasn't it? Uh, it was I mean, I, th- I think so. I mean, and also like uh, what was interesting about that was, uh, you know, sometimes like in different interpretations of Sandman, I think even in the, the movie, he was just Flint Marco. He wasn't like, you know... I forget his name that was that was in in this book but like when I went to you know see what see what that was about like he has a bunch of different aliases and yeah. stuff like that still the same still the same sandman though but several aliases Liz you mentioned parallels yep do you want to talk about that for a minute um there's just lots of themes with both of them feeling out of place and the whole I like the whole quote of the 8 million people in New York but still I feel so alone or something like that that Peter's talking about uh, yeah, and they do Sandman. they do have that feeling of aloneness or or whatever because you see Sandman at one point get basically kicked out of where he's living because of the fame at that point the paparazzi's out there and she's like we can't do this you gotta go you've got Peter at home with MJ and he's trying to get her attention. He just got back from fighting Venom, but she doesn't have time for him. Well, here, let's let's talk about how he got rid of those people. Yeah, he used his uh, his sand to try and get away. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, well, then, uh, then also the parallels you're talking about. It's kind of like at this point in this, uh, in this story, like Sp- Spider-Man and Sandman are on the same level being those, you know, reserve Avengers, those everybody gets a ribbon, r- r- you know, Avenger type deal. <laughs> and just seeing how... Like, they're in the same spot and how they deal with it, you know? Yeah, so you've got Spider-Man who tries to feel in place or get rid of that feeling of aloneness by what is it? he goes to the bugle at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, JJ's like, get out of here or whatever. What are, you, what are you trying to do? I don't want to talk to you. And then uh, he gets a tip from Ben Yurick about something that's going on in arms deal, yep. basically. 
And then Sandman gets that same tip, but it's from, it was a kid on the street, or was it a kid on the street? No, some merchant saw him behind his uh, building yeah. or something, yeah. That's right. So it was a random merchant dude saw him and was like, oh yeah, you're a good guy now, go go do this. Uh, so that I think speaks to the parallels that you're talking about as well. Yeah. And then uh, then at one point they both even consider calling the Avengers. Sandman does. Well, no, Sandman, he told the kid, like, he's like, you know, there, that trouble is happening. And then he's like, yo, yo you know, f- phone the Avengers, let them know Sandman's in trouble or whatever. So does everyone just know the Avengers number or how? No, they, they must have a hotline. Okay. They'd have to. They, they must have, point. like, park benches and all that mm-hmm. stuff and billboards around the city. They probably do. The buses have their info yeah. on it driving by. Yeah. I, th- I feel like there's a picture of Vision on the back of a bus and just mm-hmm. says, call us if you need help. Yeah. I, but then, I think uh, so. Also, uh, where you were talking about, where he's like, oh, you're a good guy now and stuff. Like, uh, at the beginning of the book, when, like, they're all asking for Sandman's autograph, and he goes, uh, okay. He's like, is it all right if I print it? Like, (laughs) 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 that was pretty good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I I didn't even catch that at first. Um, Yeah, so then uh, they eventually, uh, what do they do? They track down the arms deal that's going on. There's a, a lot that takes place. Uh, with that, do you do you remember anything specific about it, Liz? Um, uh, the first thing that stuck out was that they pointed out that it was rubber bullets that they were using. I love throughout this whole book that they have to uh, make sure you know that they're not really going to die and that no one is going to get killed. Like later on, there's a, a helicopter crash and they take a panel to make sure you know that the propellers are balanced just enough that they can land on the roof and uh, not crash well, their deaths. Yeah, I think I actually wrote that down here. Let me see. He said... Fortunately, they have winglets to where they can land safely on the roof. Yeah. Like, oh, he yeah. just he just ripped off the legs of this helicopter. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. he just ripped off the legs of the helicopter, and he just threw it up there, and he just kind of, like, swung away. He's like, good thing those winglets will have them land safely on the roof. It's, it's a very, like, 90s thing for the kids' books to do mm-hmm. that. Like, I mean, if you think about at that around that time, I mean, this is totally unrelated, but Turtles 2 the movie they don't even use their weapons at all for the entire movie because parents were upset about them using ninja weapons they're they're ninjas well but, first of all they're giant mutant turtles that is true but irrelevant point being <laughs> it was it's very very much seen in this too with that which is kind of odd considering the adult nature of MJ and Peter's relationship as it plays yeah. out through the the subsequent issues uh, a little less in this one, but in the other ones, it's more adult. Hey, well, you know what? For not killing those people, Peter, you know, he he deserved to come home to, you know, to Mary Jane that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I um, I do know what you mean. <laughs> Your subtlety was a little lacking on that one. I think we all got it. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, so the Avengers end up showing up at the end. Uh, to help him out, and Cap says something to to Sandman, and he's basically trying to say, "Be more careful next time." And Sandman's already feeling down and neglected, like nobody wants him, and he he just basically quits, which is kind of sad. Well, hold on a second. Yeah, <clears throat> Captain America has like a little meltdown type deal. He snapped at him pretty pretty hard, okay. and uh, he was just. And I guess Sandman was like. So you're saying I should just do nothing, walk away or whatever? And he's like, absolutely not. You know, Avengers are there to protect, blah, 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 all that stuff. He said, just basically snapped at him. 
He let him know that if you're going to call us, it needs to be something bigger than a little arms deal going down your backyard. Well, he could say that how you said it, but in the panel, he was just like shouting at Sandman. And and let's be real here, Sandman is like a loose cannon, okay? And uh, and anyways, him being talked to like that, he's like, well, I don't have time for your stupid rules and you know all that, and you just basically quit. And then Cap's like, what's his problem? Even though I just yelled at him. Well, Cap does have a little bit of a self-righteous attitude about himself. Yeah, he's a bit self-righteous. Yeah. Doesn't mean he has to always have a, you know, I don't know, just problems with stuff like that. He's just kind of <clears throat> like, well, is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. And he just unloaded on him. He did. Yeah. Poor saying, man. I'm I, surprised he didn't get a shield right through his like body or whatever. Yeah, it would have went right through. <laughs> yeah, because he's saying, man. But I do feel bad for him in that because... Like we were talking earlier, Liz, with the parallels that you see, like he has that sense of loneliness throughout his life and at least especially through this issue. And it's kind of something that I notice about this issue more than most comics that it felt kind of laid out like a TV drama mm-hmm. in that sense. Because usually in like most good TV dramas, there's some type of parallel that's going on between two people in the show or whatever. And, and like a singular arc. Yeah. Like this one. Yeah. And like normally in comics, I don't get that vibe, at least not in the plethora that I've read that where it stood out and felt that way. And this one really kind of felt that way to me. Well, also whenever uh, you get, you know, towards the end of the book or pretty much the end of the book with uh, like Peter going home and stuff like that, it's just like, you know, why do I, I feel lonely? He's like, I, I have Mary Jane, like. You know, I I have all this. Like, I don't need to feel that way. Well, it sounds like he was going through some serious PTSD. I don't know what they were talking about at the beginning with fighting Venom on an island and mm-hmm. a war. Yeah, that's but right. it sounds like something terrible happened. What what it was that? Dave? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't read that arc. This is terrible. Like you're, you're letting me down. Basically, <laughs> he was on an island um, to himself, fighting Venom for his life. Uh, he was going for a little bit. And uh, it was not just like a normal, like you're on an island for a day and then you're back. It was, he was actually gone for a while uh, dealing with this struggle with Venom. And then he makes it back and it kind of bugs him that MJ is acting as if he was never gone because hmm. she's just going about her business, going to work like, Hey, gotta go. See ya. And is I she didn't pay attention to him. She is. Okay. Yeah. Um, which Let's well, talk about that hair. Mm-mm. Like that hair is rough. <laughs> that hair is like, okay. I wouldn't say rough. I mean, like it's. It's a sign of the times, but also that's pretty big hair. When she's first shown, she looks like a preacher's wife on TBN. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, she gets better towards the end, though. Does she get better towards the end? Oh, you know. Like, all right. When I saw that, whenever he got home, hold on. Are we talking the next? Like, no, we're not talking the next one. We're talking when he gets home and she's like asleep and stuff, and uh, Mm. he's like can't wake MJ, blah, 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 all this stuff. And she goes, oh, Peter, and she, like, rolls over. And uh, and just the way she's drawn, like, she... Honestly, she looks like a, a pinup model or something like just that. Just a rabbit. Yeah, yeah uh. like, no longer the girl next door. Like, she's just... Yeah, I mean, even more than Jessica Rabbit. I mean... Well, was, is she supposed to be the girl next door? Because in the next issue, she looks like a... She you know, blow up doll. You know, no, that, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, she's supposed to be the girl next door. And that's what Mary Jane, you know, has always, you know, tried to be. Or, you know, I guess the essence of her character has always tried to be, like, the girl next door. But, you know, this was kind of crazy. I was like, I was like what, a, what does Brian have me reading? Like, 
I, I felt genuinely awkward reading some of the, the Mary Jane you stuff. felt awkward? Yeah, I did. I didn't feel awkward, but I was just like, I was like, wow. I was like, I don't remember like her ever being like this. Wasn't on my 90s cartoons. Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I feel like I'd remember that as a kid. Like, oh, snap. Like, look, look at her. If only, you know, I could erase that shirt or whatever. Because it's it. But, uh. <clears throat> but no, I don't remember any of that stuff. Like, uh, I was just like way too into the stories as a kid. You all right, Brian? I'm good. Yeah, I was just way on. too into like the stories and the action and stuff as a kid. And, uh, I just didn't, I didn't have time for it guys. Didn't have time for it. Now that like, you know, I'm back reading this stuff. I'm like, man, did I, was it always like this? How old were you when you first read these? Oh man. Uh, I honestly don't remember a time where I did not know Spider-Man oh. or, or any of that stuff. So, yeah, I've been reading them all my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't remember all that type of stuff either when I think about what I used to read. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, wow, this is this was in there uh, and all along. And I'm like, I don't think that I want my kids reading this. Uh, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, you're going to love Spider-Man just like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might pick the more appropriate ones for them to read. So... Uh, were there any other thoughts or, or comments you wanted to make about the first issue that we read with Sandman? Uh, yes. Um, I have a few quotes here. This is from when She-Hulk picks up the train car. Oh, yeah. And to yawn, She-Hulk's gentle grasp, and she's, like, straining, like, showing teeth and stuff like that. She-Hulk does not have a gentle grasp. I completely disagree. And then uh, <clears throat> I forget who was flying in, the the, you know, the other woman avenger uh was it um no. cersei cersei yeah. yeah yeah she flies in she says how typical leave it to the woman to clean up fortunately Amen. this woman <laughs> has a transmutational broom and i was just like what the hell is a transmutational broom oh you're missing the best part the safety glass yeah the safe <laughs> yeah they're just like glass yeah they're safety glass just some bruises um I mean, we got to talk about the winglets again. I mean, Jesus. Also, when uh, Sandman, he's like, got to get in the tank. I'm going to take it over and all that. And he kind of like just, you know, like dissolves himself into the tank. And he's like, oh, and he beats the guys up. And he goes, oh, man, you know, I'm not great at a stick or oh, whatever. But the they have two panels there side by side that were perfect because he's all super cocky in the first one. And then the next he's like, oh, oh I don't oh, even know I how to drive how a stick. To, yeah. <laughs> but good thing nobody heard that. Yeah. Because they would have just kicked them out there. They'd be like, you don't know how to drive a stick? How do you expect to drive the Quinjet? Fly the Quinjet? Speaking of when he disintegrates into the tank, I have a lot of questions about like the limitations of his powers. Like, when he becomes sand and people step on him, like, does he feel that? I mean, this is all science. Oh, of clearly. course. Clearly. clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it's ever addressed. And then, like... I mean, I'm sure, like along with like vision and things like that, like he can phase through things. And if something comes at him, it essentially just automatically phases through him. I don't know if that's the deal with Sandman or anything like that, but if he could, I mean, like, I feel like it would just move through him. You know what I mean? Like what happens if he loses part of his sand? Loses part of his sand? Well, you know, I don't know. I do not know. He can, he can like, uh, incorporate more sand. Uh, Yeah. And like stuff like that. But he, you know, I don't know about him like being tiny Sandman or something. Yeah, I, I, I don't know I lost him all losing my a sand. limb. I feel like he just can manipulate the sand however yeah. he wants. Whether it's, uh, I mean, he's got like giant hammer fists and oh, things yeah. like that. I liked how he got so, away from the gas by just disintegrating. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, I, I cannot think of a time in anything that I've ever read with Sandman where 
he felt pain from like yeah. what you're talking about. They're like, about. I'm running out of sand, guys. Yeah, I that don't. last blow, that last giant hammer fist I made, you know, took a lot of sand out of me. Which which you might be onto something here, Liz, with uh, the emotional pain. <laughs> yeah. Because to, to your point, I really honestly don't remember anything that I've ever read, watched, or seen where he literally feels pain from whatever it is that's happening. It's usually, I mean, Sandman as a character is more, honestly... Uh, just emotional pain, you know, throughout all of his fights. He just, I mean, there's always that undertone of like, I suck. <laughs> well, <laughs> My I mean, life sucks. He, he does kind of have a sucky life, but, but yeah. part of it's his own fault. He shouldn't have flipped down on Cap. Well, mm. hey, hold on a second. Cap, who looked constipated during that entire <laughs> exchange. It's because Sandman made him constipated saying, should I just go? Should I just leave? Not do nothing about it. Yeah, I like I like your Sandman impersonation. Uh, did you have any other comments about it, Liz? Um, who are some of these other Avengers that show up? Like I there kind of Thor. pieced together who She Hulk was. Yeah, She Hulk. Interestingly Cersei, drawn for a bodybuilder. Uh, yeah, she is. Uh, Cersei was there. She's she she was created by was it the Eternals? I think um, they're basically more or less like gods. Okay. I mean, they're not. Tech, I don't think they're technically gods, but they're more or less like the. I mean, what god doesn't have a transmutational broom? I mean, that's that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, all right. So if that's gonna do it for the first issue, let's move on. At the end, we get an appearance by Black Fox, who is this elderly um, cat burglar, and uh, and he basically shows him showing up in town again. Um, Spider Man's had some run-ins with him in the past. And this one, Black Fox shows up, and he's wanting to get this heist that lets him retire to, was it Riviera? The French Riviera? Is that where he was Mm -hmm. wanting to retire to? And uh, so we get to see him kind of like break into an apartment and then con the the staff there into thinking that he's the brother of the tenant and that the tenant died, and now he's legally owns the rights to this apartment or whatever. Uh, and then he's like, little do they know he'll be back soon and all yeah. that stuff. At first, Very sinister. At first, I thought he killed him because yeah. they, he was very, yeah. But again, like rubber bullets and yeah. <laughs> glass. He's on a safari, I think it was. Yeah, he was on a safari. And I guess uh, Black Fox kind of looks like the brother. I don't I guess. Did it, At any point, did it say how he knew the guy? Because I don't. Not that I remember. I Not that remember. I remember. I don't remember that either. And uh yeah, I kind of got the vibe too at first, Liz, that they were trying to show that he killed the guy, but then he didn't, and the guy was still a okay and going to show up later. Uh, what did What did you guys feel about this arc? Because this one actually spans two two issues, the as arc? opposed well, the arc, the arc. Okay, the arts. Okay, I have stuff to say about the art. Feel free to at the very beginning of the book when he's like breaking in. Okay. Uh, it, well, just, I think it was like the second panel or second page, uh, rather, uh, was like the old Nick Fury books. Like there wasn't a lot of dialogue or anything like that. It was just images like, you know, very James Bond-esque, like, you know, like almost like a cold open, kind of like how the Bond movies are. And that's kind of the way, the way it felt at the very beginning of this issue. And, uh. And I was pretty into that, and that was was pretty neat. Yeah, I didn't didn't actually pick up on the Bond thing, but that's a good point. It did kind of have that vibe to it. Uh, the thing that you're describing, you know, the lack of dialogue and using the images, 
feel felt a little more modern than most of the stuff from the 90s because that's kind of what comic books become um, in the, I guess, late 90s and early 21st century. And so it was interesting to see that in the 90s. But to your point, it did kind of have a Bond feel. Is there anything you thought about the art? Um, well, I, I just want to say I, I've never heard of Black Fox before, but he's now a favorite of mine. He's like my workout spirit animal with his huffing and puffing. and <laughs> <laughs> He's so, a winded old man. Yeah. <laughs> like he is an old man. So you're saying when you work out, you feel like an old man? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, something like that. He draws sympathy from Spider-Man. I got really excited an old man. when they started talking about the stone that he stole because I thought, oh, is that going to be an infinity stone with all of the... Oh, no. So... No, not quite. It yeah. was the uh, it was the dragon's egg, right? Is that what it was that they were talking That's about? That's the one Doctor Doom wanted, I think. The, yeah. the diamond from Trask is that the Tra- yeah something uh, with his mother? Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Doom. It was like the dragon egg or whatever, but like uh, the Trask diamond or something mm-hmm. like that that he stole. It looked like a like a mall or something like uh, where oh yeah uh, where that was at. Um, the unveiling when they were dropping it down from the ceiling is that what you're talking about mm-hmm. yeah it did yeah and uh so we've got uh so a little bit before that spider-man what catches a purse snatcher or something mm-hmm. it's like showing him do his neighborhood duties and mm-hmm. then he decides to go home for lunch and when he goes home for lunch he's wait, a little surprised wait, wait, hold, hold on a second let's go talk, back let's go back to the first? purse snatcher real okay quick. all right uh first of all the design of the the lady that was Going back to the art, the the woman wh- whose purse it was, that's just a a hilarious character design. I'm sorry, but ha- but moving on. Well, no, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, is is there a theme throughout Spider-Man where like really overweight women are often victims? Because just in the last two issues, that's no. It wasn't that she was gag. overweight? She just didn't look like a real person. <laughs> like she wasn't really like. <laughs> Well, then there's also the lady he like steals the necklace from in the yeah, that's right. Before that's right, like the yeah. brooch. Yeah, aren't uh, they kind of designed the same? You you might be onto something here. I hadn't picked like up this on one, that. It's but. like the same woman that just keeps getting picked on. Yeah, Marvel comics. exactly. Well, <laughs> if she can't tell that an old man tried to push her down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> th- that's the theme of this this particular issue, like gaining sympathy because he's an old man. <laughs> Like, I'm just an old man. Don't, you know, don't yeah, mess with me. That. Yeah, he, he uses that a lot. Well, going back to that is uh, this young man is a purse snatcher, okay? And, uh, or a thief, rather. Uh, the theme of this, this story, uh, he's a thief, snatches the lady's purse, and Spider-Man, or he gives Spider-Man uh, this excuse. He's like, I got, a, I got a sick mother and, you know, all that stuff. And Peter's like, I don't care. And just strung him up in web, strung him up in his web, like uh, didn't pay pay no mind to him, which will echo what you know he does with with Black Fox, like in the yeah. in this story. We might as well talk about it at, at, at the uh, later on. He uh, Black Fox ends up stealing the diamond. Spider Man realizes he's like you know he's there and he's dressed like one of the guards. He goes out to catch him, and then Spider Man wasn't fooled. No, everyone everyone no. else was fooled. Well, he's go, going one way, but you know, Peter at this this moment in time, he's like, "Is that him? There he goes." Well, and he does he catches recognize him, in the him alley. too because yeah. they they had uh, crossed paths before, and he catches him in the alley. And to your point, he uses the "I'm old," 
you know, I don't want to spend the rest of my life in prison, you know, help me out. I'll give you this diamond back and then everything will be okay. Which really surprised me when he gave him the diamond back. I was like, I was like, this is, I was like, what are you doing? And then, then he even said to himself, he's like, he's like, what an idiot. Why do I keep letting that guy go? And, uh, just questioning just why he does that. Like, I mean, cause that kid, there was no sympathy for that kid. He was like, sorry, bro. I'm going to hang you up 20 feet, like in between these buildings. Yeah, and and that's a a thing that he struggles with throughout this issue and the next one is the why do I keep letting elderly people like Black Fox or why do yeah, yeah. get away with this stuff? Why am I taking it easy on them and not on the younger ones? I mean, it's not really like some people go, oh look, it's an old person, how cute or anything. He's just like, man, why do I why am I helping old people? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I have no idea why I'm you know helping old people the way I am. Yeah, why am or I? being more laxed. He's not necessarily like just helping them. Like, he's just like, you know what? Just give me back the diamond and you can go back. And then it's not the diamond. It's a fake. Which is another favorite part of, like, I really enjoyed this issue. Um, So he straight up lets the guy go. And then uh, he takes it back. And they're like, oh, you know, thank you. He's like, yeah, he's like, but it's a fake. And the guy essentially, like, crushes it in his hand or, you know, throws it on the ground or something. Just shatters. Diamonds don't do that, okay? And then uh, there's a line where he essentially, well, he, Spider-Man essentially face-palmed. And then he said, these are times I'm glad I wear a mask. Which I'm just like, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Egg on your face. Yeah, for real. Egg on your face, buddy. Liz, do you have anything about that? Did you feel for Spider-Man in that moment of embarrassment? Or oh, were yes, you like, you're course. an idiot, you brought this on yourself? Uh, how old is Spider-Man at this point? Oh, man. he I, Is he an he, undergrad or graduate school? Because he talks about homework. Yeah, he was talking about school, but at this point, I mean, Mary Jane looks fully developed. My goodness. <laughs> and uh, and then Peter <laughs> as well. He's, he's not a, a scrawny kid, though. Like, no. if you go back and look at, like, the... The super old issues. Oh yeah, he's changed a lot. He's a scrawny kid. Like I remember, like in the Spider-Man cartoon in the '90s, he was like, he was like cut. He was shredded. Like he was super buff. Like he was like Johnny Bravo, like buff. Okay, and <laughs> he uh, yeah, he was. He and it's was. like, you know, Spider-Man's the size of Venom. Okay, like with symbiote or Eddie Brock with symbiote, and uh, yeah, man. And uh, he he's like. I guess he's more lean in this one, but yeah, I get the feeling he's an older Peter Parker, but he's been in school for 20 years, it seems. (laughs) It does, yeah. Marvel has a a, a sliding time scale that they can allow for um, current events to be in it, but people age a little bit differently than they do in, in the real world. So a year for them might change on a calendar year like it would for us. So it might have Barack Obama as the president at one point or they're like those like sea turtles that are like 200 years old. They are. Yeah. Gotcha. So I think, uh, <laughs> I think he's, he's, I think he's early twenties at this point. Oof. But, no, I'd say like mid to late 20. I don't know, man. But if he's in I school, no yeah. like, I feel like he's probably, you can't be in school when you're mid to late twenties. I mean, you can, but he's a pretty smart guy. I feel like he would have been done by now. But he does miss a lot of class, so maybe that's the issue. Yeah. Oh, speaking of school, yeah. uh, his professor, Dr. Schwann, something like that, he looks like a Christian's drawing of an evolution professor. <laughs> he, Yeah, he does. I see. He's a complete <laughs> jerk. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, I yeah. hadn't thought of that. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like the parallel between Black Fox, although I like him a lot, and Uncle Ben 
which is what we eventually find out is why he keeps letting old people go is yep. his uh his missing uncle ben uh it felt i don't know it felt forced kind of yeah it seemed well i mean <clears throat> i felt the same way and then i'm thinking like i mean how much ground can you cover in 23 pages or anything like that. Even though it kind of bleeds into the next book, yeah. I, I did feel that, that same exact way. Well, what I... Yeah, it, it didn't feel as natural as the Sandman parallels in Definitely. the issue before. And I think what ends up happening is you get these big milestone issues, whether it's the 300 or 400 or 350. And this was leading into issue 350, which is kind of like a big deal. Anytime you get to a 50 mark, it's a big deal in comics. And a lot of times they'll try and do something something unique or different and what they did here was they did like a they found a way to do a recap of spider-man's um origin almost with, like his greatest hits yeah exactly but and, also i mean like when's the last time you saw uncle ben you know alive it's been a while not yeah okay but i'm just saying like you know he's thought of him or something like that like in the book and uh and i guess it's uh I feel like it's it's there just to get you to oh man Uncle Ben like tug on the heartstrings or whatever, but uh did it did it tug on your heartstrings? No, not at all. You didn't feel it. I was the hallucination. Just, it was because it was forced. I liked the hallucination. It was like a you know a, a Christmas Carol or whatever. It's like it's alright, Peter. Like taking him around and stuff like that. To have that vibe, I feel like we're, we're in the next issue right now, guys. Yeah, we are, yeah, but yeah. they bleed together because it's the same story. Yeah, like same overall arc. Yeah, it's, it's this so, is a uh, three forty nine and fifty, I believe. It is, yeah, and and uh, anyway, so yeah, I I feel like they did the the other stuff to force that particular scene or those scenes with Ben because they wanted to have that in three fifty. It's what mm-hmm. it felt like to me because, like I said, they get to the milestone thing and they wanted to do something that kind of recapped his origin because it is a big deal and also show Ben. So you get that where it's feeling forced with the black Fox and, and it, it makes it sound like they've been building to this for a while. Like he says that in previous issues, he's let black Fox go away. So like, is there something we're losing by not having seen the, or at least me, I never saw that. So I don't, I did don't, they earn it is what I'm saying. I don't, they probably didn't earn it, but I, cause I don't know a ton about black Fox. I don't remember well, too many things with him. Well, black Fox is only just, uh, essentially a stepping stone to the next part of the the story arc it was just he's a jewel thief and or Has just he a always thief been old? period uh i'm sure he was born a baby <laughs> but uh no it's comics so he might have not been born a baby he had benjamin buttoned or something like he's currently like 12 years old but anyways uh yeah he's just a essentially a stepping stone to get to you know Dr. Doom. One of my favorite favorite guys ever. So I've only been introduced to Dr. Doom with the really bad Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, he's nothing like those. Well, yeah, no, he's awesome he, he, lo- he, <laughs> he looks similar uh, to his comic counterpart in the in the first movie. But, you know, you don't need to watch that. He doesn't. He, doesn't he looks like, like a crash him. test dummy in the reboot. <laughs> he's oh, a straight up science fiction, you know, alternate universe goop crash test dummy. Yeah. For sure. I have not seen the reboot. I spared myself that. that it was free. Do I got it. to see it for free in the theater. I don't, I don't even think I would do that for free. So anyways, <laughs> Peter's like, man, why, why the hell am I helping this old guy? Uh, and anyways, he gets home. He's struggling with it. Shirt off. Super ripped. You know, just totally shredded. Spider bite will do that. 
Yeah. Wonder what bit MJ because right now <laughs> she has crazy hair. Like I mean, just like the hair is insane. Not, not like bedhead, but I mean, it's. I like her hair in that. I like it too. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> is it, it TVN preacher? No, it's it's TV, so, no, it's much better than TVN so, preacher. So <laughs> so 90s. It is 90s. It is so 90s. Everything Any, about that book is 90s. Yeah. Anyways, this is a point where I'm like, <laughs> like my goodness, I am sinning right now. This what, is what, what page this is, is what. <laughs> tell, uh, tell the listeners what page that is. Uh, well, it's page 17, of 23, of uh of Spider Man issue number 349. Yeah. And uh, anyways. Uh, she has she is built of all these curves and lingerie in a book meant for children. Okay, and uh, I mean these lips are like <laughs> blow up doll. <laughs> yeah, blow up doll. <laughs> as you'd say. I mean, I'm not sure how any of the listeners will. I don't want to sound like a creep, like describing Too her. Late, so, so you probably just need to go look at the the issue itself for the story. And uh, to be fair, uh, Cersei and the last one had relatively the same lips, so I yeah. think that's just she had relatively the, the, the same suit as well, but just not all lingerie. <laughs> True, out. yeah. And then uh, you know, Spider Man just over there looking out the window, all shredded and cut and stuff. Dave, are you single? Huh? Never mind. <laughs> I'm getting a vibe here. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah. So they, she, he goes home for lunch, um, and she's there. That was three forty nine, right? When the lunch uh, thing, because I think lunch is earlier in the issue, and then what you're talking about is later in the issue. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, so, I think you're right. And then the end, the end one that you're talking about is more him struggling to come to terms with why he keeps letting Black Fox go. Yeah, and then like right after. Well, I mean, in that scene where. MJ was rated R NC seventeen. Uh, she's essentially just talking to Peter about like why do you why do you do this like a sounding board you know just to bounce stuff off of like you know what's what's going on with uh you know what's going on with you. She's really just the uh, uh, a bigger support character in this than than she was in the the other issues of just you know hearing him out because like throughout the these particular uh, issues we read, it was it was more inner monologue. He was actually able to talk about it uh, in this scene, and then you know, right after that, you know that that moment, uh, he's back to swinging in the city, like just you know, in a, in his head. Yeah. So they use MJ as the reader's way of getting the exposition out of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Dealing with instead well, the of the eyes of the reader, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, to your point though, it it is a kid's book, I think based on the violence in it where they have rubber bullets and no one ever seems to die. But then they draw this, um, yeah, this, this Mary Jane that doesn't quite fit what you'd expect in a kid's book. You know, we say that, but when I, uh, became an adult, I went back and watched the animated Batman series and there's some stuff in there too that I'm like, Oh, that went way over my head. Yeah. There's, there's a, (laughs) how did that make it to Saturday morning? (laughs) Valid point. Yeah. Um, Batman's like that. They did it with some of his movies too, but it's not, uh, it's not limited to Spider-Man though. These, these types of things are occurring in some of the other, uh, books that at the time, uh, X-Men especially has some. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like rogue. 
Like she's in her like skin tight suit, and then she's got that sort of like half cut bomber's jacket and all that. I was thinking more Psylocke. Psylocke, yeah, Psylocke is uh, she's up there. Yeah, the the inappropriate <laughs> artist renditions of these women for kids books. Um, but anyway, that's way to go, guys. Yeah, they <laughs> way to go, old timers drawing those. Yeah, those so, things for kids. Back to the main story here, instead of this little two page. Why'd you get thing. us on this? <laughs> You are the one that was like, "Hold on, let's go back to this." Now we're ju- now we're just playing the blame game. But anyways, we got to talk. <laughs> we got to talk about what happens after. Yeah. Okay. So he's got this internal monologue. There's this big deal going on. Spider Man's got a, you know, he's he's like, man, he he tricked me, you know, with this diamond. Like he's he's you know, he's got a spider tracer on him, and he goes to like this deal to bust him up. And uh, there's a particular panel on here that I really enjoyed. I'm a huge fan of the spider webs, like in the uh, they're like Todd McFarlane spider webs, mm-hmm. where it's just it's not just a clean little string or whatever. It's like you know almost like barbed wire, just mm-hmm. all kind of tangled and cut up. It just feels more real. It does, yeah, yeah. What you mean? Uh, but anyways, he uh, he comes up to bust these guys and. Essentially, just lets them go again. Black Fox, you mean? Yeah, Black Fox. Yeah. Let's Black Fox go again. Well, he kind of diverts his attention to the was it a Japanese gang that was with him. Uh, Yeah, it's... Uh, he was a Japanese gang, and they were giving him a bunch of money. And uh, Spider-Man whips the briefcase and flips it up, and the money goes everywhere, and... Everyone's freaking out over the money, and it's kind of like the... He thwips it, and then whenever it opens, it goes schlack. Yeah. <laughs> Chud, Bach. And all the money starts flying out. Okay, helicopter's going. And then the guy shouts, oh no, the upper uh, the updraft from the helicopter. <laughs> and just all this money is just like a tornado of just dollar bills everywhere. And so Spider-Man... Like, is just fighting all these bad guys. Dollar bills in every panel. Just <laughs> dollar bills. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I like that they had to explain that for the, the, the readers, the kids that are reading this book. Yeah, the, the visual images right in front of them. Yeah, but, oh, no, the updraft. These kids wouldn't understand what was going on. Why is the money way up in the air? <laughs> so, yeah, so he then uh, he, he does go after Black Fox after that. And that's when Doom shows up. And Doom's ticked off because Black Fox at one point has stolen the dragon's egg from, um, what was it, Monoc? Where was it at? I don't remember. Anyway, he stole it, and it turns out the dragon's egg is Doom's uh, mother's. It's an heirloom from his mom. So we all know Doom has mommy issues. I do not know this. Explain. I don't know anything about Doom. Dave, he's your he's one of your favorites. I don't know his mom. Yeah, you okay. don't? Anyway. Never the- met the lady. But... When Doctor Doom shows up, we got Black Fox hiding in the pool. Like he's underwater, okay? And he's like he's still talking. Like uh your spirit animal. He's yes. he's painting, <laughs> he's breathing like just heavy, like even these are thought bubbles, mm-hmm. but he's breathing heavy in his thought bubbles. And uh he's like, My beating heart and then uh he's thinking, You'll give us away, he's in the pool. And then Spider-Man, he, he shines the Spidey signal on him. He does. I was glad to see that used. Yeah, it's not often you see that Spidey signal used. He's like, I gotcha, even though all the lights are on. And uh, <laughs> and then Doctor Doom uh, burst in through the door. It's like, what's up, guys? He didn't actually say that. Uh, Spider-Man's like, now I've got you. And then he burst through the door. He cramered through the door and said, but now I've got him. 
He's got his hand out like Dr. Doom does. He does, yeah, he does. So other than the movies, this is your first impression of Dr. Doom? Yes. What do you, what do you think? I love him. Yeah? Oh, my goodness. He has so many, uh, what was it? There's there's uh, certain quotes of his that I, I want to use oh, in man. everyday life. When, like when he's like, wow, swat your hand. And yes. then he goes, to a pulp. I'm yes. like, wow. I was like, that is so dastardly. Like, to a pulp, I can't even imagine. Is it one like one tap, I mean, he's got metal hands. I mean, I, I I assume your hand would just be destroyed. But like, is it like you know he's like tapping like rapidly, you know what I mean? Until it's a pulp, you know. I don't know. I'm gonna have to figure out how to use that in my office workspace. I'm sure you're gonna find a way. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, make sure these are filed correctly, or I'm gonna swat your hand to a pulp. <laughs> and I'm the new guy, actually. So. Okay. <laughs> I don't, maybe you shouldn't do that then. I don't know. I'll, I'll fit it in somewhere. Were there other quotes, Liz? Um, I have to find them. Uh, although I do want to say, as much as I love him, he gave up really easy at the end. It felt like, or not at the end, when they make the agreement where he's like, uh, oh, I'm going to kill you. And then, well, Victor Von Doom, he's a, he's a businessman. Whenever he's out of his armor, it's hanging up in his closet. He's a businessman, or was. Yeah, he. so you're talking about when Spidey appeals to his vanity and tries to yeah. get him to give up. So that's the thing. So, okay. All right. So you guys clearly love Doom. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. I feel like he's super OP for the sake of whatever they want. Uh, Cause he kind of, well, he has powers, but he's a sorcerer and anything that I've ever read. He no, kind I, get, of, I get that. I get that. Like, so I was feeling the same way too in this issue, like where he just conveniently, had this stuff. So Spider-Man, he, he essentially shoots the web onto his wrist and then, uh, then he, he actually, he sighs and he says such impertinence, but a bit of a current channeled through my armor. And he just electrocutes Spider-Man or just shocks him, uh, through his web all the way back to him. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, some of the stuff I've read in the, the later stuff, I didn't read a whole lot of the younger stuff with Iron Man, but I get the same kind of vibe. Like the armor just does whatever he wants it to do for the sake of the story. Well, I mean, uh, that like, was another question. What's his powers like? It's literally anything that he wants it to be. Cool. Sort of. Not not really. He has a base set of powers, but like, but that's with every like. Well, he has a base set of powers, but he's also a sorcerer to account for anything that doesn't well, fit into his base set of powers. Is the thing each not referencing Fantastic Four. Here's the thing with superheroes and these books, you know, whatever writers on them or anything like that, there'll just be something special that he just does once and then never does again. Okay. And that's not going to be in his laundry list of things he can do on, you know, Marvel Wikipedia or anything like that. So, uh, I've never seen him do that anywhere else. So I'm just going to chalk it up to this one time, this convenient like use of his armor. That's my point. So the stuff that I've read with doom like this and secret wars and stuff, it just seems like whatever they need for the story is what he can do. Uh, I feel like I've ruffled Dave's feathers here by. Oh no, you you haven't ruffled my feathers. I, I know how silly it can be. And like, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. He has a really cool persona, but, yeah, but it to me, like, like he, he's visually interesting. And then there's there's moments, and like his you know lifespan as a character, you know that has him has him over with me. But you know, uh, you know there there are moments like in this issue where he just has that. I'm just gonna you know shock you because you 
you know, because you, you just me. had your web on my <laughs> wrist. And it's not like, what was Spider-Man trying to do? He he just webbed his, like, hand or something like that. If anything, like, you just web him in the face so he just doesn't, like, he can't see. Yeah. Or, like, you trip him with his legs or what? I mean. But wasn't but, he shooting stuff out of his hands? Wasn't? Uh, Maybe. Was he? Yeah, I think at one point. I mean, he was. usually he walks around like a zombie with his like hand in the air because most Doctor <laughs> Doom stuff you'll see is like him like holding his hand up like he's like grasping like you know like a sphere in his hand or something or just reaching out like a zombie, just one arm, and uh, so I don't know. Maybe he was just doing his thing. Maybe he's just doing his thing. He can't put his arm down. That armor's too stiff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could be, man. It does look like it. It does look like that, it. That metal's not malleable. It's not, no. So, uh, let's see. We've already talked the Uncle Ben stuff that took place in this issue as well. Uh, so, Well, here, hold on a second. I just want uh, <laughs> to make light of Black Fox escaping this pool area uh, for Liz's benefit of being, you know, again, spirit her animal. spirit animal. He goes, but there's the exit. And then there's a speech, a, a speech balloon. It says, wheeze. <laughs> he's he's wheezing as he's running out of this place. Oh no, I have lots of very good quotes that uh that he has like, "Whoa, effort almost blacked me out." Just <laughs> me. And uh oh, what's the rowing one? Are these are these quotes you're going to use in real, in everyday oh, life now? These are things that have literally gone through my head before even he, knowing this he man. He said <laughs> so Doom was like the dragon's egg and uh and then he said eggs no, no, never touch them. Too much cholesterol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I am frightened, yes, but bless me, I love a good row. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Uh, so uh, Spider-Man gets him to cut a deal, basically, if he gets the dragon's egg back within 24 hours. Well, hold on a second. He gets his ass whooped. He does. Yeah. He gets his ass whooped big time. Like, you know, he's shooting lasers out of his hands, whatever. But, like... Spidey is like no match for this guy. Usually, you know, your main character will, you know, tough it out, tussle, you know. But this time, I mean, he's just trying to get away and Dr. Doom is just on his tail. He's like a Terminator, like just on his tail. He is. Yeah, very much so like a Terminator in this. And Well, it, like he's just walking slow and all that stuff. And then Peter finally thinks, or Spider-Man, uh finally thinks he has an out and then you know he just kind of like flies down like and he's like really he's like you fly (laughs) (laughs) that's my point like (laughs) and then he just kind of like he pleads with him he's the old man here at this point even even spider-man realizes like this guy's he's like wheeze oh man (laughs) like let's cut a deal let me get you your dragon's egg man pant yeah. What's he say? The police are almost here, and do you want them knowing about your family problems? Is that what it was? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. And and that gets Doom to chill out and cut the deal. And did he actually chill out? I feel like he said something else about it. Oh, he, he's Doom. He says a lot of things. Like twenty four hours and not a second more. Or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then then it shows him in the later on standing in his whatever. Where is he at? I don't even know where he was staying at, but wherever he was, he shows him staring out the window, counting the seconds. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I think it was just like a office building in the city. I like, I don't know at this point if he still has like an alter ego or anything like that. Wasn't there like, someone else in the room with him? Yeah, was like that? a secretary or something, yeah. wasn't it? That like, that's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, uh, it's like a, you know, he's not just evil. 
you know, he he's not just some bad guy. Like, he still has a lot of stuff going on, almost like a Lex Luthor type, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a Marvel show. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so Fox goes back to the the guy that he sold the dragon's egg to, and turns out it's already been sold. And he convinces him to uh, tell him who he sold it to. So Fox is trying to track it down. Spider Man is concussed from that butt whooping that you were talking about earlier. So he's concussed, and when he sees Uncle Ben, I think he go decides to go to the school, right? Yeah. And then he sees Uncle Ben, and doesn't he even at one point introduce people yes. to this? this <laughs> well, no, he, doesn't he walk into like his classroom? He's like, hey, here's my Uncle Ben. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, huh? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. And then uh, so he, I think he passes out at that point. They get him to the hospital, and they're telling him that he's concussed, and he's like, no, I got to go, and MJ's freaking out. And uh, after MJ was, like, trying to comfort him earlier, like, right after that, that butt whooping, like, he's like, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go. Like, he, he just kind of, you know, went on about his, his business, but that guys, that's when he saw Uncle Ben. Do you guys feel the, like, the tension or the strain in their marriage? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, later, <laughs> I think it was uh, when Nova shows up. Like when I was like, geez, he's really comfortable in his relationship because <laughs> when uh, she's like, you're concussed, blah, 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 all this stuff. And Nova flies by. He's like, you know, spider sense was tingling. He's like, I got to go. And uh, and then she was like yelling and stuff. She's like, oh, I guess I'll go dancing by myself. And because uh, they were going to go meet friends or something, they were just on their way there. And then he's like, I wonder what her problem is. He's like, but I'm already in trouble. Might as well just go. And I was like, wow, this guy is like super comfortable in his yeah. relationship. He's like, I'll just deal with it later. <laughs> Happens all the time. She'll forgive me. He, he does have that vibe. And since if I were to talk about whether or not there's realistic parallels between this and real marriage, I'd probably get in trouble. So Liz, do you feel like there's a sense of realism between their relationship? I also married my high school sweetheart and probably shouldn't speak on this. <laughs> but yes, it felt I've had similar conversations. <laughs> yeah, there's there's the the sense that depending on the issue or depending on what's going on, they both feel ignored. You get this vibe that they both are feeling a little let down, a little disappointed um, with each other from like what you're talking about with the dancing and in the previous issues where when Spider-Man first shows up with PTSD that he's basically suffering from his fight with Venom, he feels like she's not taking the time or the care for him. And I do feel like there's a sense of realism to how that's depicted. And I, you could say that with any relationship, even not just marriages. Uh, you can say that about any type of friend that you have, honestly, that at some point the stuff that's going on in their life takes precedent to what's going on in yours. And so I did like that aspect of it. I don't want to get too carried away with stuff that happens well, in the well, Nova we, stuff before we finish talking about Doom. Well, here, here's the thing, though, with, with that. It's like Spider-Man, he's always like, you know, am I going to do this forever? Like he wants a home life type deal. That's kind of, I guess, one of the themes of his character. But like, you know, as as we see, like, you know, there's stuff happening. Dr. Doom is giving me 24 hours. He's going to do whatever to me with, you know, one of his powers that, you know, you can't name all his powers. He's going to do something to you me. You literally he's, cannot name all He's going to destroy me with one of those powers that I cannot name. <laughs> but, you know, that's his kind of responsibility, you know, at play. And, you know, MJ wants a normal life. She's like, oh, yeah, you're cool with Spider-Man, but we're married. I, she isn't cool with Spider-Man. I, I was surprised by She's, how much she is against his... Well, here, I'm talking, I'm talking... 
you know, MJ <laughs> from, you know, a time long past at this point. <laughs> but, you know, now they're married. They're older. Like, she's like, what's going on? Are you going to, you know, you can't go out like that. He's concussed. He's an old man. He, yes, he's wheezing and huffing he, and puffing. <laughs> Wheeze. And hallucinating about Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. Does, she, does he tell her about that hallucination? Because there's a point where he's so. like, I don't think I can tell her. Yeah. Which is a whole other communication no, I, issue. I don't remember. I thought maybe not. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so so he gets the 24 hours from Doom. Um, he's got a spider tracer on Fox. Fox uses the information that he got from the guy that he sold the egg to. And they track down the the buyer of the egg and they were going to use what was it? it was like the craziest thing that i've ever read they were going to use the egg to bring back a giant like bu- insect storm uh, or whatever well let's let's be honest here the it's not an actual egg it's just it looks like an emerald or something like yeah, that yeah it's a jewel yeah and they're going to use this to track down these giant this giant swarm of insects to destroy the planet I don't know. Is this where they got the Galactus idea from in the Fantastic Four movie? Because that's what it sounds like. Well, that giant space fort. Yeah, that, <laughs> that too. Um, so they're there. Uh, they they get into a brawl with that that group, and then time's up, and Doom shows up. And if it weren't for Doom, then disaster would have actually struck. And Doom doesn't even care what's going on. He's just trying to get the Dagon egg back. And ends up helping them in the process to prevent this giant insect carnivorous swarm that, I, I don't know, it's comics, whatever. I wasn't a big fan of that twist at the end, but. Well, well here's, the, here's the thing, though. Getting to the, the building, like, where all this stuff is going down, he actually teams up with Black Fox. Like, Black Fox is there. He's going to, you know, do his old man thieving ways. He's not panting or wheezing. That we can see that's uh, written into one of his speech bubbles, but he's he's just sitting there uh, waiting when uh, when Spider-Man just shows up and was like, uh, you know, we gotta we gotta do this uh, together unless millions and like we have to return it to Doom or millions of people will die. Period. So they put their differences aside and had this awesome splash page where Spider-Man and, you know, this wheezing, panting old man is jumping from, like, this glass ceiling, like, in just this massive dome, huge building. You know, there's some some punches, and they have, they have their fun getting their jewel back and all that. Yeah, he got his one last moment to shine before he's thinking he's going to be able to retire and... They give the the egg back to Doom, and Doom still wants to kill the guy, and ends up. What's he do? He break. He destroys the diamond that Fox still had. Is that what happens? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Doom's there. He's there to collect. He's you know. He's Doom. Yeah. He's, he he's Doom. He he literally says, "Your time is up." <laughs> like I've been waiting. I've been looking at the clock. You know. For 24 hours. I kind of wish there was a panel with him flying in, counting down like 10, 9. <laughs> that, would, that would actually have been nice, yeah. Uh, and, then, uh, and then they're they're pleading with Doom. Um, like, he's like, oh, so you, like, Spider, well, first of all, he gets there and he starts blowing these dudes away, just blasting him with this hand blast that we can't discern what kind of power <laughs> it is. And, uh, and Spider-Man's like, you know, you've come to help and then he's like, on the contrary, like I've come for the jewel. I'm like that's it. That's his end game. He's a businessman. 
Yeah. He's like, I'm just here to get the jewel. Doom the OP businessman. He's been defeated before. Um, I just took all the Avengers. Yeah. All he, of them? <laughs> all of them. Every single well, not all of them. them. Just Even the quite, reserves? Quite a few of them. I mean, you know. I mean, at that point, Spider-Man, I feel like he was a fully fledged member. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there was the, the battle with the Beyonder that he beat the Beyonder uh, in Secret Wars, which, anyway, I'm not going to get... But anyways, that's a different, you know, series right now. It is. So, uh, so let's see. At the end, Spider-Man overcomes his guilt for the elderly and he actually turns Black Fox over to the police. It's like he's finally grown and overcome that that feeling of guilt that he had over Uncle Ben. And then in the next two issues, we get a story with Nova and and it, it was kind of a weird mesh of things from Nova to a tri sentinel to yeah yeah it, it just I didn't feel like it was as strong as uh Black Fox and Doom I definitely don't yeah definitely agree with you there and the whole premise like Nova gets into a fender bender and the guy acts funny so that's why he follows and then the he van. like he hulks yeah. up he Novas up yeah like, who is Nova I had never heard of him yeah so do you remember Guardians of the Galaxy uh vaguely yes <laughs> so there's a a group of I guess they're basically pilot fighters in the movie mm. it's still the Nova Corps essentially this guy is like Nova the one they call just Nova himself is like. He's he's like the chosen one. <laughs> he he seriously is. He's just like you know. Where where's the rest of these guys with all these powers? You know, like you're wearing similar outfits, but you don't have the best helmet and he sick felt- poses and stuff on the cover. <laughs> he felt very Superman like with his he, powers. He is. Yeah, he, kind of bland. <laughs> yeah, he's quite he's quite you know the the cosmic character. Uh, so yeah, so Nova uh, shows up, or Spider Man sees Nova fly by, or something. Uh, Whatever this this story was not particularly interesting to me. I'm not a huge fan of Nova, especially throughout this one. And um, like you guys were saying, it all does feel forced. Were there any things about it that you did like? Um, I I like the potential of that. What's the what tri the tri sentinel? Yeah, I like the potential of that. I don't feel like it was really used to the, the potential it could have been, but. I like Nova's Fabio here. Whenever he, oh, yeah. he was in that fender yeah. bender and he gets out and he's like, like what's going on, bro? And well, like uh, she said, Beauty Fabio. and the Beast. Yeah, Beauty yeah, and the, the Beast. He's, the, he's the prince. Yeah, uh, yeah he did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, uh, I like the like the art. Some of the art in this was <laughs> was a uh, stellar business. Like um, going back and reading like old Spider-Man books, just seeing like the, the webs drawn a certain way, like after Todd McFarlane, who, who did the, you know, who, who made the webs like that, uh, that's just what they've used ever since. And, uh, and it's very visually interesting the way they, they draw all that stuff. Yeah. It looks a lot better. And I think that's also another appeal to Spider-Man rather than just his, his, you know, how relatable he is. It's just the art draws you in as well. Yeah. So, uh, basically, Nova and um, Spider-Man end up trying to what stop the group of guys that are loading up a van full of vehicles. Oh man, I tech. love this part. I love this part so much because Spider-Man swings in. You know, he's got all these powers. He can you know stop cars with his bare hands, things like that. He you know he can go toe to toe. You know, with some of the baddest villains in the Marvel universe. And then here's Nova, 
Green Lantern. Here's Green Lantern coming in. And they're trying to fight off these guys. And instead of going into the building, these these guy like he pulls just this ridiculous looking gun, like it was like under like a, a towel or something. Or just like a cloth. He pulls it out and he just starts shooting at him. And it's like these missiles. Uh, rubber batons actually <laughs> is what it is. It's he shoots rubber batons, uh, very phallic looking rubber batons. Uh, and he's like, oof, and he, he like Nova hits the ground. Okay. Instead of going like, all right, let's go for cover. The second guy, he starts throwing like these smoke grenades. They're just standing out here. So like, this is like two pages, three pages of these guys. Just, these are just normal guys. Like they're just doing their loading dock thing. Instead of going, oh snap, let's go in the building. They're just like, no, nah, dude, I've got these this rubber baton gun, <laughs> and I've got these like smoke grenades that I'm definitely going to be u- able to use against Spider-Man. Were they Sonic? There was a Sonic one. Yeah, and there was a Sonic one. Uh, and what, the vibe I got reading that was that that there isn't – like Nova doesn't understand what it means to be a team player, and he kind of – Yeah, well, here – yeah, he – it's like he – doesn't understand how to be a team player although he's a part of a team and he doesn't want to team up with spider-man because he's already got a team yeah now who says team i had never heard of them or uh new warriors yeah yeah and it's like come on guys like even though you're a reserve avenger and the avengers are super cool and way better than than my team i'm still gonna go with my team and not (laughs) even try and work with you well he didn't even try to work with his team he just kind of went off on his own yeah he just went off on his own with his fabio hair you know, looking like, you know, Prince and uh, the Prince, actually. And uh, getting into Fender Benders. Yeah, he, he's just a, uh, he's really not Although a team at player. the end, though, he does kind of realize working as a team is a good thing. And I feel like maybe this is a lesson that he needed to take back to his line with the New Warriors. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so they, they get their butts handed to them. Um, <laughs> but like you said, regular Joes. It's, just Joe Schmoes, man. Yeah, it's, it's They're like, you know... These guys were not afraid. Like, they would die. Like, they would rather just die right there, you which know? they wouldn't. They'd be like, good thing, you know, that spider web that I, you know, blast on his face is breathable or something like that. He's <laughs> not going to suffocate. Porous. Remember, they talk about that. <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, I will say that in context, though, this does make Doom feel less powerful because these regular guys just beat the crap out of both Nova and Spider-Man. Well, maybe or these Spider-Man guys is... Are, like, they... We haven't seen all their powers. They it's might true. be just like Doom. They might be. <laughs> they, might, they might be just like Doom. Well, you know, Spider-Man, maybe he's just really sore from that last yeah, issue. Yeah, could be. You know? Maybe he's got that concussion. And that yeah. phallic rubber baton gun really got him. So, anyway, um, Spider-Man eventually sees some guy... Carlos and he was one of the thieves stellar he, mustache by the way so he questions him and he gets the information that they were what was it um, he was hired to steal a supply of Antarctic vibranium what which I've never yeah. heard of I, I mean <laughs> like I'm just like wow this is like another level of vibranium yeah this like is, this is crazy this is a deep cut for for me I, I know a lot of you know with vibranium deep cut but, metal man deep cut vibranium yeah. <laughs> I had no idea uh, so um, anyway, he doesn't have any leads, so he goes home with them, or he goes back home. This is when they do the dinner thing that you were talking about earlier. They go to Aunt May's for dinner. They're supposed to go out dancing afterwards. Speaking of Aunt May, <laughs> have any of you seen Tales from the Crypt? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> she is getting up there. See, She's I getting was... up there, but she doesn't have to be Crypt Keeper old, you know? Yeah. See, and this was... is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. Sorry, Aunt May. Yeah, what? All those Aunt May, Aunt May fans out there. Or you say, Liz? She's dressed like the queen. Like, what's up with that collar? That is yeah, a. <laughs> Damn, she looks like one of those, like, uh, you know, like at the end of like cooked turkeys. Oh my and, god! Like, <laughs> and like duck and stuff like that. That's what that's what she's wearing around her neck. Okay, <laughs> and she's got an infinity stone, is what it looks like. This big yellow jewel on the collar. Oh, I I really wish that that was actually what that was. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is. Well, maybe we're talking spoilers here. Yeah, spoilers. Something twenty five years ago, thirty yeah, years spoilers. ago. Spoilers. This is the start of the Infinity War. All begins with Aunt May. It does. That would be fantastic <laughs> be if it did. Uh, so they they leave the dinner. They're they're about to go dancing. He sees Nova fly by. He follows Nova. Um, eventually they, uh, they get somewhere the the location that they're going to or whatever. They track down the the other group and was it they both try to break in in different locations right and then nova gets spotted and spider-man's like are you for real right now well, that's like, a, that's after they decide to to work to together reluctantly work to well nova reluctantly decides to work together but um here yeah. I, I, if you don't mind brian go, go right ahead if you Dave, don't mind can we if if we can just for a minute go back to when they're leaving like, like just going back to their whole MJ and yeah. Peter relationship. Well, I feel like that's the most interesting thing in this story. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's, there's <laughs> not a lot of it. Well, <laughs> it's like she, they're talking about him being Spider-Man, okay, or just his job. And, uh, and he's like, man, I can't stop thinking about that Antarctic vibranium, whatever that stuff is. And then she's like, but, you know, you're not on the clock. Like, you're off duty. And then she's like, and then she says... She actually says, being Spider-Man 24 hours a day isn't fair, too. And he goes, wait a minute. Spider-Sense tingling. <laughs> He's, and it's like, this is the whole point of like why they're fighting right now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Nova flies by like a comet, a giant you know, trail. And he goes, it's Nova. You know, must still be carrying my tracer. But why Queens? And then he just straight up... <laughs> He just straight straight up leaves Mary Jane. He does yeah? She's like, she's like, stop. And then he's like, this is important. I mean, different important. Hmm. Foot in his mouth, dude. Yeah, for like, real. That's, her angry face is great in that panel, by the way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, it's a it's a justified angry face. Oh, but yeah, she totally. Totally gets lip injections. I mean, well, I, I that it say, looks unnatural. Uh, her lips actually look better, I think, in this issue than they did in the past two. Oh, like, when she, she finally looks like yeah, a human when she being. Was screaming at him in the hospital, like after like they, he passed out. I mean, first of all, what was she wearing? Okay, like this is 1991. This isn't mid 70s. Okay. Anyways, we'll talk about Mary Jane's fashion, fashion. some other time. Uh, but anyway, she storms off. And then he's like, something's bugging MJ. Has been for weeks. Well, harm's already done. Might as well try to find Nova. And it's like, you don't know? I mean, we talked about it the past, like, three issues. At some like, point. what's going on? At some point in this issue, I, mean, I think he calls her mundane as well. Like, my mundane life. MJ is not mundane. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's a burn. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean. Good she thing MJ so doesn't sorry. listen to this podcast <laughs> because he would be in even more trouble than he's already in. And he's in a lot of trouble. He is. He is. He didn't go dancing. 
It was uh, couples night. Now she's third wheel. She is, and she didn't, she's third she didn't care. She was like, she forget didn't, it. She doesn't deserve that. She, she'll she find someone else. Right now, I'm hoping the bad guys win. Well, speaking <laughs> of the bad guys, they, Nova and Spider-Man team up. Uh, Spider-Man basically tells him that he has the tracer on the van. Uh, so Nova's like, okay, fine, I'll work with you. And Spider-Man's like, oh, you can fly faster than I can web sling. So, so he just throws his arm around him. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that stuff. And then, like, <laughs> Nova's, like, pretty much complaining the whole time. He's just like, all right, whatever. And I don't even think they decide to team up until they get there. Kind of, yeah. And then, uh, so then they break in and Nova gets spotted and... Spider-Man has a showdown with is it Carlton Drake, I guess, someone he's faced off with before. It turns out the Life Foundation is involved. They've got a Tri-Sentinel. And their whole plan with the Antarctic Vibranium is to use that as a fail-safe in case the Tri-Sentinel gets out of hand. Okay. I, I thought those panels were really cool, honestly. I mean, it looks good. Yeah, like at the very end, like, well, just imagining, like, when he goes to, like, destroy it, and like uh the tri-sentinel can kind of like repair itself mm. but as like the vibranium's kind of just exploding just you know going crazy it's essentially like a uh i guess you'd say like a bubble of like like detonation so like spider-man has all this time to you know get out and stuff like that but just because you know what's happening with the tri-sentinel like it's like f- essentially getting destroyed as fast as it can, you know, repair itself. Yeah. Essentially goes supernova. I just did the quotation marks. You're talking about at the end when he gets the vibranium out to, out of the container. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so we've got the tri-sentinel trying to destroy the vibranium and in the process, destroying itself instead. Mm -hmm. uh, And like, and it's all, it's also trying to heal itself. Like as it's getting destroyed, I mean, you know, the theater of the mind. It's a uh, very visually interesting. And I thought the, the art was really good in this one. It is. The art was very compelling, especially in that depiction, like showing him throughout the tri-sentinel working his way through the floorboard and up to the CPU and everything. Uh, there's, well, let's talk about how big these vents are though. <laughs> I mean, these are like hallways. Okay. <laughs> and like, so like when they get in, like when they're about to get there, he's like, well, how will we get it open? Spider-Man just rips it off. Like this, it's a giant vent. It's like, it's like, you know, I think it's bigger than double doors. You know what I mean? Like going into a building, just rips it off. And they're just walking down these hallways. They haven't like so spacious and all that. I thought that was kind of silly. I was like, it's like, how big is this place? Like, are they tiny? You could totally put like couches and stuff in those vents. They're that big. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why you need. I feel like of all the things to complain about between these two issues, the vents I mean, we're talking about the art here, and like as I'm admiring the art, all of a sudden, you're in these hallway-like vents, and uh, I mean, there's no point in like climbing, like or like you know, just being like low to the ground, like Spider-Man is. Nova's just walking around. That's why. (laughs) That's why Spider-Man could crawl through it. Nova can't. So yeah, but Nova he could just he doesn't have to touch anything. He just kind of like put his fists out and you know fly through it. Just fly through it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I guess they didn't think about that angle. Uh, so the Tri-Sentinel is, it's a, what, three Sentinels merged together by Loki who used magic and he set it up for a particular mission and this backfires on the Life Foundation and it goes to, back to its original programming, trying to get there and 
Um, I guess Nova at one point steals a disc or the information. From yeah, a- but he opens up the vent <laughs> like a door. Like he just walks through it <laughs> like it's just a regular old door. And uh, It kind of looks like Mega Man there. Yeah, he does, sort of. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen this, please go check out those vents. My goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's not like... Like, oh, man, the vents in the story. You got to read the whole book because of this. But yeah. it's just something I'll, interesting. I'll, I'll throw it up on the on the website for okay. people to take a look at yeah, when definitely. this episode drops. Yeah, honestly, uh, yeah, why would you waste your time? Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Carlton Drake uh, basically hires some people to go and try and get the disc back from Nova. They end up using a weapon that... And it goes through Nova and it uh, deletes the disc or the drive or whatever, and then also messes up the Tri Sentinel, and that's how they're able to overcome the the Tri Sentinel. There, um, I don't know if there's anything else about these two issues. That is there a reason why the bad guys kind of look like Iron Man's? Did you all get that sense as well? The guy, the like the colorway and all yes. that stuff. I. Yeah, sorta. They kind of reminded me of like Cobra Commander, though. Like just with the giant, like you know, glass face. Like there's nothing there. They're they're stock bad guys, you know. They of just course. have a they're template. Can, they're cannon they're, fodder. They are. They're, they're, they're just they're just cannon fodder. Like, I mean, I don't know how many dudes they've just beat the crap out of. You know, if you're not killing them, you're definitely giving them brain damage of or course. something like that. They're in a full body cast months. <laughs> Life is ruined. Wife leaves them, all that stuff. Like, I mean, we're not going to kill you. We're just going to make you wish you were dead, pretty so much. what Doom did to Spider-Man? Basically. Oh, no. No, Spider-Man, you know, he he's good. He just had a little concussion. He was seeing his Uncle Ben, all that stuff. He's still married. <laughs> Isn't he? Uh, for he, now. Yeah, for now. now. Yeah. For now, he's messing that up big time without having getting beat the crap out of by someone that's more superpowered than him. He is. Just right. like what's happening to these guys now. And I got to say, the, the MJ stuff is what I'm most interested to see more of from what we've read so far, uh, especially how we ended with the Nova story. I wasn't a huge fan of that one. The, the Doom and Black Fox one was a lot of fun. The Sandman one... I liked a lot of the parallels and the storytelling in that one as well, but the Nova one just kind of fell flat for me. I mean, it's still fun. Like I, I loved reading these again. I mean, it, it really, it really took me back um, to a time where it was just it was all about comics, man. And like, I, I still, I still have some of my my old books, but uh, but yeah, this was a lot of fun reading reading these uh, these issues. Liz, do you have anything else about any of these that you wanted to talk about? Um. I was a little surprised by the tricentennial's uh, coloring. It was very, or it was very feminine. It was oh, very yeah. pastel I, and pink and blue. And yeah, I guess well, the sentinels in general. Yeah, have sentinels that kind in of, general. I don't know anything about them. What the are sentinels they? are so they're very lavender and lilac color. Oh yeah, this one especially. The sentinels are a, machines that were built at different points by different people. Uh, the first one was. Uh, Boulevard Trask. He built them to attack mutants, basically. So they're yeah. X Men villains, mm-hmm. and eventually, you know, Shaw, Sebastian mm-hmm. Shaw from the Inner Circle of the Hellfire Club. He's making some too, and that's where Loki gets these. There's there's a whole lot of different groups that actually make the Sentinels. There's a litany of things that go into 
you know, using Sentinels to take on not just mutants, but anything. Yeah, and Loki used it. Um, he used some sort of magic. Yeah, he's like Doom, you know. Yeah. Well, he just I do mean, whatever he wants to do. Yeah, um, but I, I buy I buy his magic more than, than Doom's. Yeah. Because I mean, Doom is just like, you know, conveniently like like he even like says it like he's a good thing I have this or something <laughs> like that. Loki's just like, well, you know, from you know, living in, you know, uh you know, traveling across the nine realms or whatever like he just he just knows all this stuff he's yeah. a god of mischief like In millennia he, too. he knows like, all kinds of tricks and things like that and you know who's to say like you know the tricks aren't just magic tricks just like this so well that's the thing he's he's a god yeah he's i a, mean it's, he's a god <laughs> he's <laughs> a god <laughs> he is he but, is but doom's not right like what uh he's basically Basically, Basically. <laughs> I mean, he's really not a god. He kind of well, he's not he a is. god, of course. But like, with all his powers that we can never name, that yeah. no one can ever name <laughs> or list off, um, he he does have godlike abilities. He does have godlike abilities. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is very uh, Swiss Army knife when it comes to his his abilities. Because like with the other Fantastic Four, or with the yeah with the other with the Fantastic Four, like. The same shit happened to them, but you know, one's just a collection of rocks, you know, super strong, whatever, all that stuff, you know, you can flame on and fly and all that, whatever you can stretch. I mean, but that's pretty much all they got. I mean, Sue Storm has like, she's invisible. She can do like force fields. It's like, actually things like the, that. The most powerful of the four. Yeah, probably. Yeah. From everything that she can do. Um, I mean, like, you know, abilities wise, like she's, She's probably like the Swiss Army knife of that team. She is. Yeah. <laughs> like she's got a lot of stuff going on with those, like you know, force fields and invisibility and things. Yeah. So, okay. Any other thoughts on these five issues that we covered? Uh, awesome. Are they awesome? I I really that Doom issue. Not just because like you know he's a he's a favorite character of mine. Just the style of it, like just the way they they told the story. Even though there are moments that felt rushed and things like that you know what story doesn't have its flaws but you know it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun yeah Yeah. um i definitely don't have the sort of history with comics that you two do i was not born yet when this comic was (laughs) released thanks for pointing that out (laughs) damn brian (laughs) neither was i yeah (laughs) so i'm good i appreciate that comment there Mm -hmm. thanks podcast dad yeah <laughs> thanks for having me on podcast yeah, dad you're welcome uh you'll get your allowance later uh, so uh, are there things that you're looking forward to seeing because i know this stuff happened a long time ago but to be honest liz you've never read these dave it's been decades probably since you've read them yeah almost almost a decade about a decade yeah, so i'm assuming you don't remember much of what's coming up are there anything uh, anything that you are looking forward to seeing or hoping that we get to see or revisit like Spider-Man wise, yeah, and the next. Oh man, next Mike! Uh, I feel like there's a tease at the end, like teasing Punisher mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Spider-Man Punisher is one of my favorite like comics and stuff. Like it's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's one of those classic stories or anything like that, but uh, I mean, I just, I just really enjoyed that uh, those issues when I I read them way back when. Who knows if I'll still <laughs> like them as an adult? You might not. I might not. Well, I mean, I had fun with these, and uh, I'm sure I will with those as well. I mean, it's just it's neat going back and seeing, like, you know, they're 
They're straight up superhero outfits, like spandex and all that. Especially Punisher, like yeah, like he's just wearing a giant black outfit. He's got like blinding white boots on. He looks like a professional wrestler, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm excited to you know go back and revisit old stories and and things like that. Especially like, I mean, seeing Craven. Always big fan of Mysterio. Mm. I mean, you know. Even though he's he gets a bad rap, he's visually interesting. It does be interesting to see what Jake Gyllenhaal does with that. Uh, yeah. So, Liz, you're going into this completely blind. Are there things from this that you want to see built on, or just things that you know from Spider-Man lore that you want to see? Yeah. Um. I've you know I've been on the internet, so I've had some things spoiled for me. Uh, I'll be interested to see when certain things happen. I know if we ever get to those. Um. As a, a child, I loved Doc Ock, so be interesting to see what his portrayal is like in the comics if it lives up to my memories so we'll see it it probably will or mechanical arms welded right onto his body (laughs) (laughs) there's uh all that stuff there's a character in here who looked like doc ock like could be his brother so i was wondering if they're just recycling through old i think they are (laughs) yeah when they when when spider-man and nova were wrapped up like uh when they were fighting uh, the Tri-Sentinel and all those goons, like uh, it just reminded me of like Doc Ock's arms, but like a million yeah. of them. Yeah. Bring back memories. <laughs> all right. Um, Dave, where can they find you on social media? Uh, they can find me at Embry David on Instagram, Davy Jones Embry on Twitter. Liz? Um, for both Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at Sparky Boy Fan. Okay. And you can find me on Twitter at Marvel Mythos Pod and on Instagram at Marvel underscore Mythos. Um, next next episode, we're going to be talking about the Thanos quest and Infinity Gauntlet. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. No, it could get no. pretty bad. Well, got some comments on that. that yeah, yeah, I've got some. My well, the, the, this is what I needed for. There was a page that was uh, that would not load when I was at work today, and I'm just like, I have to get to this page. I have to <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I have to like get this quote. So I'm not like, was it the quote or the images you were trying to get to? No, there was no images. It was all you know in the theater of the mind. <laughs> Austin, this one's very um, pushes the PG thirteen envelope a little oh, yeah. bit. I'm Dark Knight Rises, baby. Just edit all of Dave out, all of it. I'll just go ahead and mute his channel right now. Perfect. But you know what you do though? Afterwards, you put it through that that synthesizer, like that that lady that you type in, where she just like says what you type. Just you know, just replace me with her. <laughs> Jesus, can you believe what she was wearing in that one panel when they said that one thing? I was a little surprised by that. Well, hang on a second. Save it for the show. Are we recording? No, we're not. Just getting levels right now. Okay. (laughs)